Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to do a little bit of a different podcast today and talk about food, talk about how food works. Um, when I was young, I grew up uh, in South Africa, uh, moved here when I was eight years old, but had a foundation of uh, eating pretty healthy. My mom, we always uh, cooked at home, hardly ever ate out, um, ate a lot of fruits and vegetables and and whatever, but um, got pretty heavy uh, early on and then through my teenage years and got up to about 240, probably 245, 250 was my highest weight um, in pounds. If you're in another country, it's kgs and it's probably about 110, 115. Um, but then started to uh, really diet, but research food and started to study and look at how food works and uh, um, some of those things. So I want to talk to you today really from a, from a perspective of stewardship. You know, for me, the 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 reality hit when I was probably 21 and I was going to the basketball gym and I was playing basketball, uh, going to the, um, the gym and playing basketball. And um, I would play and then my ankles would ache and my knees would ache. And I was like, man, I'm 21 years old. And because of the extra weight on my body, I'm, I'm in trouble. My knees are hurting. And I thought to myself, what is my 80-year-old self going to, what, what would my 80 year old self say to me? And that's where the, really the weight loss motivation came from that this, this may not be at 21, you feel invincible, but this may not be, uh, uh, terrible now. I can't, you know, I play basketball for an extended time and it hurts, but when I'm 80, this is going to be, you know, that 60 more years of wear and tear. Now, obviously we believe in the power of God, but there's still a stewardship that comes over our body. So I want to talk to you today about some of the things that helped me. And really, I mean, I could take I won't, but five or six uh, podcasts and, and cover some of the things, the important things that I learned, because it isn't about being perfect. I mean, there's, uh, uh, it isn't about being perfect, but it's aiming for health and really deciding that there's certain foods that you'll never eat. There's certain ingredients really that you'll nev- never eat, but really just getting an understanding on food. So I'll, the first thing I want to talk about is understanding what food and calories are. If you, if you go to another country, like South Africa, for instance, and you look at a label, even the UK, it doesn't say calories. It'll say K-cal, letter K and then C-A-L, slash energy, which I think is an interesting perspective because when you see food for what it is, that food is an energy source. Food is fuel. Food is there to fuel you. It changes your the way that you eat. You know, growing up in South Africa, it was always for us that we would eat, uh, you know, small breakfast. I grew up eating usually not much eggs, but cereal or fruit or whatever, and then have a bigger lunch. And then your meal of the day was dinner. You'd have a, you'd come home and there was like, you have dinner with the family and it was meat and carbs and vegetables and and a big dinner. So it was like you ate smaller and then medium size and then, and then big at the end of the day. But if you really think about that, your, the production of your day happens in the middle of the day and then you're eating for what? To go to sleep. And so that's why for a lot of a lot of people they put on weight and they've carried that weight their whole life is because they're fueling to lay down and go to sleep where really food is fuel some people eat right before bed and there's really no point to eating right before bed eat, when you eat before bed your body doesn't metabolize it like it should first of all you don't sleep like you should so viewing calories viewing calories rather as energy than calories you're spending it to fuel. So you have to ask yourself this, what are you fueling for? Uh, what are you fueling for? I personally have some food rules that I stick by. One of them is don't eat past 7 p.m. Now there's some seldom times that I'll grab a snack or I come home and eat something tiny, you know, small, under 200 calories. 
um, eat a egg or eat eat a piece of fruit. But I'm uh, there's no I'm not eating a big meal. I'm never coming home from church and I'm hungry and I'm sitting down and eating a full meal or grabbing a burger on the way home. Never. I'd rather go to sleep with an empty stomach and then wake up and be ready to eat. And it's a change that I made a number of years ago. And it's really changed everything because your your metabolism is the strongest in the morning and then the weakest towards the end of the night. And then even just your sleep. There's people who sleep seven hours, but they feel like they didn't they wake up tired. It's because they ate. And different foods take different times to process. So if you have uh, fruit, fruit will digest in 30 minutes. A lot of vegetables will digest in 30 minutes or an hour. You get to meat, and red meat takes four hours to digest. Chicken is close. It takes a long time. So if you think about this, you're going to sleep, but let's say you eat at 10 p.m. and you go to sleep at midnight, your body doesn't shut shut off till 2, 3 in the morning. And so you wake up at 7, and you're like, man, I, I, why do I wake up feeling... Well, it's because... You're, maybe your brain was resting, but your your body didn't stop processing. It doesn't just stop and leave that food to rot in the stomach. It has to process. So people wonder, oh, you know, I don't feel like I slept well. And a lot of times it's because they're eating right before bed. If you could make one change that'll really help your health, just in general, even if you're not overweight, if you'll, it'll help your health is not to eat right before bed. Make a rule that four to five hours before you go to sleep is the last time you eat. And if you're the type that takes, stays up till two in the morning, just make it a certain cutoff point, 8 p.m. And just cut it off and don't eat. And if you have to do something, drink some tea, you know, non-caffeinated tea, do something to put uh, to douse water on the flames of your hunger. And so that's that's one of the things is changing. When you eat, seeing food for what it is, it's it's an energy source. What are you fueling for? So when to eat, your metabolism your, and then even dealing with your metabolism, and, and I would encourage people, I would encourage you to, to poke around. There's things on YouTube that you can educate yourself with on your metabolism. Your metabolism uh, dictates how fast you process food. So um, for most people, the way to kickstart your metabolism in the morning is with protein, high protein. And so if you're waking up and eating cereal, you're not kickstarting your metabolism. If you're waking up and eating carbs, heavy carbs in the morning, you're not kickstarting your metabolism. If you're waking up and bringing, drinking a very sugary coffee drink, you're you're slowing down your metabolism. And then throughout the day, it's just it's not as strong. If you wake up, I drink coffee in the morning, but I don't do any sweetener. And then I do eggs and eggs. And if you want to do avocado, something high, you know, protein and fat um, is good. It'll it'll start it'll start your metabolism. Also, exercising in the morning is a great way to start your metabolism. So uh, getting your metabolism to work for you, and then. Uh, and then just making decisions. There's there's a lot of research that, uh, that you can do on sugars. Sugars aren't good for you really in any form. If you're going to do sugar, I, I've made it one of my goals. Uh, you know, at the river, we're doing this 90 days to take out the giant. I've I I exercise and um, I exercise and a lot of it so I can eat bread and then I like I like sweets. So making it my goal to only do one dessert a week right now and just really. Uh, cut back on um, processed sugars. And, and if I want something sweet, eat some fruit, eat something like that. And then looking at wrong ingredients. Um, this is this is really where it comes down to stewardship of your body. It's to the point now where it's not just like, hey, sugar is harmful. There's actually ingredients that are very detrimental to your health. And this is really where, for me, where the distrust of government came in years ago is when I started researching the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, there's someone that approves the vaccines and all these things. Um, the FDA and some of these these places, they uh, uh, the 
how corrupt it is. Like if you look into Monsanto, which is the big company that makes all the the GMO seeds. And so a lot of the food we're getting is genetically modified, which your body doesn't process it as food. And it's, you know, able to, it's laden with chemicals and different things. But um, you're, uh, you're, when you look there, there are people now who are on the the board of the FDA, whatever you call it. They they're part of the the people who process. You know, they they do the approval process, and they're people who were executives at Monsanto at one point. So you can't tell me that there's not a that there's not a um, conflict of interest there, where the the Monsanto who there's tons of proof that there's you know stuff detrimental effects for their food, but they're getting this approval. So this is where you see where corporations are actually able to buy their way into the American life. And so doing some of that research, um, but I started looking at some of the ingredients and much of the ingredients that you find in American food is actually illegal elsewhere. If you look at food dyes, food colorings, you look at, if you turn over, if you look at a Gatorade bottle and you turn it over and it's blue lake 40 and red number six or whatever, those, those food dyes are illegal. They're, they're, uh, they're actually carcinogenic. They're 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 a poison, and they'll say, "Oh, it's in small numbers." But you know, you may feel you may not you may drink a Gatorade and not feel the effect of it. But it's it's over the course of time, and so you have to look at this as a stewardship of your body. You can eat uh, MSG. You can eat ingredients that are bad for you, and you do it once, and it's one thing. But if you make a habit of it where every week you're eating this, you create a system in your body where your body over the course of time, it's like people who don't drink water, your body starts to shut down and your body's made to, your body's resilient and it's made to survive. But people abuse their body over the course of their lifetime and then they get to the end of their life and they're reaping a harvest on what they've sown. And so I understand we have people of all ages, but you're never too late to change. You know, I've had somebody who who came to healing school and they were having issues, their system was shutting down, kidney failure, different things. And they said, I realized it was because of a poverty mindset, because I didn't buy organic food. I was eating crap. I was eating junk. I was eating the processed foods, the cheap foods. And it, the body started to shut down. This is a young guy who was about 30 years old, maybe a little, long, a little younger. And his body started to shut down because of the garbage he was putting in. So you may look at the bag of Doritos and say, man, I love Doritos, Cool Ranch Doritos. But but you're putting ingredients in there that that over time, it's it's like uh, I, Simone quote my, my sister in law quoted me on this, but but um, I put this on a, I quoted this said this quote and she quoted me uh, sin is like MSG is like sin it's pleasurable for a season but in the end leads to death so there's there's a whole list of ingredients that you can find in your food that are very detrimental. Maybe we'll do one more part on this podcast and get into a little bit more. I know this is everyone's favorite topic, but I'm, I'm grateful that I know this because it's in my control. And yes, it takes self-control and yes, it takes discipline. And yes, you know, it's made it where there's certain things that maybe are easy or access foods that I just don't eat. There's a book that I read by a food author named Michael Pollan, and he said, don't fuel up where you fuel up. Don't, don't eat from where you put gasoline into the car. You, uh, you know, I know people talk about Wawa is the exception, but but there's no food item that you're gonna find inside unless it's the banana at the register. You, there's there's no food item you're gonna find in a gas station that's gonna be beneficial to your body. So for a lot of people, they just go, they just live their life and they don't plan, and then they're just grabbing what they can. So I want to talk about one ingredient um, that you need to make a decision today to kick out of your life, and I'm doing this to help you. You know, I'm not like yeah, this is to help you for the long term. And that ingredient is MSG. 
other, otherwise known as monosodium glutamate. So MSG, just to cover the basics of it, what MSG is, it's a flavor enhancer. It's called China salt. It originated in, in almost every Chinese food rest, Chinese restaurant you're going to go to will have MSG in the food. You can call and ask them, no MSG. But um, it's, it's, if you see it in the store, if it's sold in the store, if you go to some ethnic grocery stores, you'll see it sold. It looks like little mini crystals that they sprinkle on the fruit food, but it's a, it's a, um, it's a seasoning. It's a flavor enhancer. And what it actually does is when it touches your tongue, it dilates your taste buds. And so it makes it that you taste there's more flavor. So really the purpose of MSG is to enhance the flavor of your food. It's really there to take crappy, low quality ingredients and make them taste awesome. And so any place that puts MSG on the food is going to be because they use, and I know that people, because I'm going to list some places that use it here. People, people, um, they list, they use MSG is because they want to take lower quality food and give it a better flavor. Food that's been frozen, food that's been processed, food that's not the highest quality, food that's cheap and make it taste awesome. So almost, if you ask the next time you go to a, uh, you know, and hopefully you're not going to Chinese takeout restaurants at all. There's certain places you just, just like as a Christian, there's, you don't go to the club, right? You're not going to bars. There's certain places for the sake of your body, for the stewardship of your body. You know, I believe in the power of God and I believe the Lord can heal, but I believe I'm a steward over my body. And that there's, I've seen men of God who had a call of God on their life die in their fifties from a heart attack. And it was because they didn't steward their body. They'd mistreated their body. And so, oh, I just love Jesus. I believe in the power of God. Well, you still end up in healing school because you ate garbage, and so, so, so looking and seeing, so MSG um, uh, goes into the system and it's there to just increase, add to the flavor of the food. But um, what it does, the negative effect on MSG is it actually messes with the neurons in your brain. So there's really, there's, there's even talk that there's more than this, but um, uh, the, the first thing that it does is it's a neurotoxin. So uh, there's actually many people, for me, I, because I don't eat MSG, if I eat MSG, I can tell. Now, I'm sure there's maybe some places that have put in the food in very small quantities and then I don't tell. But I remember the first time I ate Zaxby's. I'd never eaten Zaxby's and I ordered Zaxby's and I ate it. And within 20, 30 minutes, I had this headache. And I was like, why do I have a headache right now? Is that a, I remember it was right before an all night prayer meeting and um, uh, my wife went and got a Zaxby's. And then I was like praying and I'm like, why do I have a headache? I've had enough water today what's going on? And then I realized it was the MSG. And then sure enough, I looked online and, and Zaxby's has MSG. So that was the first and the very last time I'll ever eat Zaxby's. And I know people roll their eyes and they shut off when you talk like this, but there comes a point, just like for me, I don't drink Starbucks because they support, well, the the, ter- the coffee's terrible, but they support uh, Planned Parenthood. They give money to Planned Parenthood. So for me, there's there's no way that I'm giving money for them to pay for abortion. So it's just a decision that I've made. I don't I don't. There's certain companies I don't buy Ben and Jerry's ice cream because they give money to Planned Parenthood. There's decisions I've made to let to let my money speak for me. And so for for me, this is a stewardship over my body. And listen, you can take this and say whatever and ignore it. But I'm I'm asking you for your future. To, there's enough already stacked against us with the soil with everything that you, to 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 knowingly put toxins in your body you can't do it so food coloring would be one food coloring so Gatorades you know there's some Gatorades that don't have food coloring which is great there I think there's only one flavor um, but if you turn over something most candies if you turned over and it says red number forty blue number six yellow lake number two whatever 
I, I won't eat that stuff and I don't let it come in my house. There's no there's no food product that'll come in my house that has food colorings. It's a it's a they're actually banned. You go to Canada, you're it's illegal to have that food in Canada. They use beet juice for uh you won't taste it, but for the coloring, they use different things to color natural, natural uh vegetable colorings, which is possible. It's just more expensive for the companies to do. And then MSG is one of them. So there's people who actually report that when you eat MSG, they have their, uh, I'm going to read some of the side effects. Like that'll happen within 20, 30 minutes. Some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Back of neck burn, blistering into both arms, and uh, anterior thorax, flushing, dizziness, and facial pressure. It's called the Chinese restaurant syndrome. It's a neurotoxin. It leads to uh, Alzheimer's, brain tumors, schizophrenia, dementia, anxiety, Tourette's syndrome, Huntington's disease, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, and epilepsy. Um, and then there's also been damage uh, in the reproductive uh, uh, reproductive things, issues in the ovaries and different things, Dis- disruption. There's a lot of medical terms here, but disruption. Um, and so, and, and among other things, as well as issues in the stomach lining that I read about before. So one of the ingredients that, that you see that, that um, has a uh, negative effect that you can get rid of. So I'm going to talk about foods, and I'm going to wrap up with this. I know, I know, it's going long. Foods that have KFC, excuse me, food that has MSG in it, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Doritos. If you, and all you got to do is start looking at the label, become a label reader for the stewardship of your body. The Bible says, know you not that your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Keep it nice for the Holy Ghost. Pringles. Hidden Valley Ranch, Cheetos, almost any chips, any uh, almost any beef jerky, uh, any dips, things like that. If, if you're gonna, f- most of those are gonna be most of those are gonna be laden with MSG. So I'm gonna talk talk to you here about show you a couple of the uh, hidden names because MSG doesn't just go by monosodium glutamate. There's hidden names, so uh, you can find this online. Hidden, just to, if you search names for MSG, yeast extract. Uh, anything that's hydrolyzed, like hydrolyzed uh, protein, hydrolyzed soy protein, hydrolyzed. If it's hydrolyzed, that means it has water um, uh, pushed into it. Uh, yeast food, yeast nutrient, autolyzed yeast, textured protein, soy protein, whey protein, isolates. Any any protein isolates. And then there's a couple different ones. So monosodium glutamate, uh, glutamic acid, just glutamate by itself, monopotassium glutamate, calcium glutamate, monoammonium glutamate. If you see the word glutamate, don't eat it. Anything hydrolyzed. And then there's a couple other, but those are going to be the main one, main one that you'll see. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, you can even look and find online um, the different things. So I, maybe I'll do one more part on this, but I wanted to do this because I know for me, I'm grateful uh for learning these things and knowing them. And it's just taking personal responsibility. This is my body, but it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. I need it to work well for the call of God, for my wife, for my kids. I don't need to be sick. I don't need to be, yes, I believe in the power of God, but there is also a stewardship that takes place. So we'll call this part one. We'll do the other one. Maybe not as the next podcast, but coming up, how food works. And uh, I want to hear some feedback from you um, (laughs) on this. Otherwise, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you.